0: Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios.
1: All right, we are going live in three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> I still love that every time. All right, guys, we want to thank everyone for tuning in. We have to get the plug. Let's do but it. But please rate this podcast, comment on the podcast, share the podcast. It's going to definitely help out the algorithm. Uh, also, we'll have our link tree below so you can follow us on our social media. And I know we keep saying it, but the ebook book is coming out soon. All, all, right? the, all the steps. All the steps per viewer request. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So we've kind of finished the, the Hero's Journey guide. Uh, in the last episode. Now we're, we're starting a little new series. Uh, it was recommended to by one of our followers, Cameron. Not we me. T- not, not this Cam. Another Cam. Girl Cam. We do read it. So, so keep sending us DMs. So keep commenting. We, we read it. We have a lot more suggestions that we were sent by other people. Um, so the one we're starting is supplements.
0: Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, this uh, we're going to start a supplement series we'll see kind of how long it takes us to go through there's a lot out there a lot well of take us what as yeah. long as i need to take so. yeah there's a lot of information a lot of misinformation mm. so we're just titling this one supplements take it or leave it do we need to take it or do we just need to walk away um but <sighs> this this <laughs> takes me back to high school man yeah <laughs> so back in like high school you know there was there's this guy and We heard
1: not the real name,
0: oh, of course, of course not. Right, um, and Tyler was taking creatine. And w- oh uh, man! Yeah, he he. Had, Tyler's gone to the dark side. He, he's he's on he's on steroids. You know he's is
1: anybody natural anymore? I know <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's able to curl like one hundred and thirty five pounds. How is he able Easy. to do this? He's on creat. And then there was also this other there was other rumors of this guy who got on creatine and fractured his tailbone because creatine made his bones weak.
1: Creatine mm. we think he's messing you up, man.
0: I know. And there, there's, it was just so funny because you just think that like back in high school, I remember going to the store with one of my friends who was on creatine and protein. And we went to GNC and he bought this, he was buying these huge tubs of all these supplements. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is for or about.
1: Say, like, man. Dude, I, in my mind, I was like, man, you shouldn't be taking that. I remember people taking protein, and I was like,
0: ah. Oh. Oh, they're on the dark side. You gotta be natty. <laughs> just, get, just get it from chicken breast. Let's go. Just eat. <laughs> but there's a lot of things out there that uh, people don't know about. Yep. And uh, you hear someone on creatine, what is this? You hear somebody taking all these other different things, and a lot of people have uh, questions. I know I had questions back in the yeah. back in the day, and yeah. uh, you know I feel like a lot of people still do.
1: I guess okay. Let me let me say this. You may disagree, but in theory, mm-hmm. in theory, in an ideal, perfect world, you don't really need supplements.
0: That is correct,
1: right? In an ideal, an ideal, perfect world, you're falling, your diet is a hundred percent on point. You're hitting whatever you need to hit every day right
0: correct but yeah. but that yes so that's why th- they're called supplements because they are supplementing your diet exactly. right exactly and um they should not be you know the bulk of your diet
1: which yep. i think <laughs> you can definitely go down the path where you're like yeah i'm not even eating real food i'm just supplementing everything
0: yes and and, and even you don't even want to be uh technically reliant on them you know like i can't get my workout in because i didn't take this today or i you know the workout was f- for waste because i you know didn't take protein after. like yeah so some people can get very reliant on supplements as well so um let's let's dive in here
1: yeah the first one
0: this is the big one. Well it's not really the big one it's the one that's most researched but it's creatine
1: oh
0: creatine so what we want to do today is kind of talk about, you know, what it is, some of the research, some of the benefits. And then there's actually like uh, 12, the most 12 common questions regarding cor- uh, creatine that I, I'm hoping we can uh, kind of either a, a, a dispel or confirm. Yeah, give you some it. clarity on Get it. Get some, some clarity here. So what is it? What is this little magic substance that uh, was so confusing to me in high school? Well, creatine, uh, it actually is occurs in the body naturally. Um, it's derived from amino acids, usually stored in skeletal muscles. Uh, so you can find it in the liver, testes, kidneys, and a lot smaller quantities. You can get it um, through your diet, through seafood and red meat. Though you have to eat quite a bit of seafood and red meat per day to get the... Um, kind of the benefits yeah of creatine so that's why um they made a supplement because most people don't eat enough red meat or seafood every day to, to get the total grams that you need of creatine per day so so to speak
1: i mean that's gonna open up a whole can of warm red meat yeah oh no <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that yeah we won't talk about that so um
0: <laughs> well how much do you kind of need per day the the recommended dose this is you know First of all, always consult with your medical doctor and or, you know, nutritionist on, you know, before you ingest things, do your own research. We're just here to guide, just to give people information. But um, this is all, this all can be found on the, uh, on the internet through your doctor. So always, you know, consult uh, them. But the recommended dosage is about three to five grams per day is what they say to get the proven benefits of creatine in your system. So what are those benefits? Um, So these benefits are the ones that have been studied because this is, I mean, it's been studied for over 20 years now. uh, And these have been the proven benefits, like in the research proven. You can gain strength and hypertrophy benefits. So they have seen muscle mass increase. And they've seen strength gains, basically weight on the bar, dumbbell, whatever. They've seen those improvement uh, as well. They know that it helps muscle cells produce more energy, which they think kind of will is kind of leading to the fact that you can have more kind of strength and hypertrophy because if your cell, your muscle cells have more energy, they're able to produce more force and be able to do more load and, you know, that kind of stuff. And we do know that it does improve high intensity exercise, like Olympic weightlifters, sprinters. I mean, even kind of just normal sets and reps in the gym, like as long as, uh, you know, it's within that, uh, what is it? 30 to 90 seconds, 30 to 60 seconds time frame on uh, an exercise, which would be kind of more of that explosive type of.
1: I was having they uh, say something about recovery, help aiding recovery.
0: Yes, there's also uh, that. I think that kind of goes with the cell, uh, helps muscle cells produce energy, and I believe also for recovery as well. So there is definitely 100% proven benefits of creatine. Uh, they're continuing to look at these are what uh, I saw in the research as potential benefits. So like maybe, maybe not, you know, are we exaggerating that kind of stuff? Uh, they're, they're trying to look at, and it may help with Parkinson's disease, um, because it could prevent the reduction in dopamine in the brain. That's kind of what some of the research is pointing to. It may help with Alzheimer's and stroke and epilepsy. It may, Mm -hmm. uh, and the, I, I thought this other one was pretty interesting. It may lower blood sugar to fight diabetes. So these are all things that are potential, not proven, but they're. It's kind of le- like some studies show it, some studies don't show it. Yeah. So it's it's kind of still being looked into.
1: Well, of course, with any studies, is the the population, the duration, and a lot of other things that go into it.
0: Yeah. I'm, so we don't even need to, we don't even need to get into studies because no, we w- <laughs> there's, for uh, for anyone that's interested, every single study, I don't care if it's randomized, double blind, all that is always going to have a bias. It is. So in, in, in school, we learn, um, we had to read so many studies and for some of our classes, we had to pull out what some of the biases were in the study and, and were those biases enough to kind of dispel the study. Because yep. it can show, like, in conclusion, we found that this happened. But when you actually read the entire article and kind of see how they set it up, you're like, well, yeah, that could prove anything. That doesn't necessarily yep. mean that's what it's showing. It's going to
1: lead to that result no matter what. Based exactly. On it.
0: And then you also have to look into. The theories. <laughs> <laughs> Who's funding it? Who's funding it? Well, I was about to say, and there's also on who is funding the, the research. And, it's you like, know. Well,
1: why are you funding this? So
0: there's also that, too. Now, I'm not saying just to throw out studies, but there's things to be aware of. Yeah. And there's lots of limitations. That's
1: why peer review studies and all of those are are, are beneficial. Like, can this person replicate what this other person did? Yes or no?
0: One of the best things that I heard in school from one of my professors was that uh, science slash research doesn't prove anything. It just shows the data. And the data, a lot of times, is constantly changing. So there's a difference. You just so we can hold this up and say f- what we know right now. This is what it's showing, but this could change in five years. And a lot of times, yep. most of the time, it does.
1: And then it's also interpretation. Yes. So a there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. But so maybe also I guess with creatine, um, we may get into this, but when should you take it, pre or post? And Does it even matter?
0: Um, so a lot of people think that you should take it, uh, before your workout because it's supposed to help with, with the, with the workout, but technically if it's in your system, it doesn't really matter. A lot of the Mm. times that's just what kind of supplement companies or, you know, people will say, but if anything, take it before your workout, but technically it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. So with creatine, there are 12 really common questions and what um, I found this really good study, as we just talked about, how don't listen to studies. I did find this really good study. It's from the Journal of International Society of Sports Nutrition, and it talks about these twelve questions. Um, and what this study did was it scoured the twenty years worth of research, um, and it answered these questions from the research. So it's a research study looking at all the research. Um, but again, that's this is their interpretation. Yes. So. Anyway, I I read through it. Um, I thought it was really good, so I would like to share with everybody. So the first question regarding uh, creatine is, does creatine supplementation lead to water retention?
1: Am I just gonna be holding a lot of water? Yeah, like am thing?
0: I gonna just be bloated? Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> am I just gonna look like a balloon? Like a lot of people have questions about that. Yeah. And um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna quote from, this, uh, from the from the article here. It says, in summary. While there is some evidence to suggest that creatine supplementation increases water retention, uh, primarily attributed to increase in intracellular volume over the short term, there are several other studies suggesting that it does not alter total body water, intra- or extracellular relative to muscle mass over long periods of time. So they concluded that creatine supplementation may not lead to water retention amount was, a mouth, that, was a, that was a handful yeah mouthfuls. so it can maybe and that's and the, the studies that did show it it was more they're saying intracellular volume like your cell your muscle cells are holding more fluid not so much like extracellular kind of like basically I call it like no man's land kind of between the mm-hmm. tissue between the cells which we kind of think of more as that uh, kind of puffy bloated type feeling mm. um, this is kind of showing that it doesn't really lead to that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And I guess, uh no, we'll, we're gonna get into it. But yeah, carry on.
0: Okay. So that's uh the first one. Another the <laughs> this is this one was funny. Is creatine an anabolic steroid?
1: oh man, it uh. is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, well, all first right. of all,
0: you just need to kind of look at crea- so crea- so an anabolic steroid is a synthetic version of testosterone so it's first of all has to be made it's synthetic Mm -hmm. Um, while creatine has a totally different it's derived from amino acid so it's not even the same uh has the same structure as an anabolic steroid so even if you just look at the chemical makeup of these two of creatine and anabolics they're not even the same they're different structures um so this one was funny they just said because creatine has a completely different chemical structure it cannot be an anabolic steroid but no, it's not. <laughs> well, well, the people believe th- or think about that or believe that because it does lead to hypertrophy and muscle and strength gain, so they're like, well, anabolics also do that, so maybe mm-hmm. they're the same thing, but if you if you boil it down, they're different, different chemical structure.
1: yeah, they both help, but f- for different reasons,
0: yes, correct um the next question was. Does creatine supplementation cause kidney damage or renal dysfunction? So for whatever reason, there was, um, I don't even know if there was some research done that kind of showed this, but they looked at it and they said there's experimental and controlled research indicates that creatine supplementation, when ingested at recommended dosage, does not lead to kidney damage or renal dysfunctions, dysfunction. There were some studies when people over-consumed creatine that it may have caused kidney or renal dysfunction. But they found, yeah, if you're taking it recommended dosage, no, it's not going to do anything. Yeah,
1: and I think that just goes to show, when you're looking at supplements, a lot of them are being derived from something else. And specifically, we're, we're extracting different compounds, right? And at a higher dose, it may not be beneficial, when maybe you're eating it, it's mixed in with other compounds that makes it easier for your body to process. And at a high level of this one specific thing, it may not be.
0: You can take any good thing and make it a bad thing. Exactly. Well, yeah. if five grams is what they recommend. What if I took 10 grams? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that where you can take anything that has been proven to be beneficial, o- overuse it, and yeah. then make it into a bad thing.
1: It's a supplement and it's supplementing. Your health.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So that one was, I believe, question number three out of 12. The next question about creatine was, does creatine supplementation cause hair loss or baldness?
1: When I saw this one, I was like, man... That's not the first thing that came to mind, but yeah.
0: No, I've definitely heard this one before. You have? Oh, yeah. I not heard of this. I don't. One. I don't know if it's because of the whole people think it was more of like an uh, anabolic steroid oh, and steroid I see. and high, t- you know, increasing testosterone beyond physiological levels can you know reduce hair uh, or can lead to hair loss and baldness, but you know. Essentially, they said uh, the current body of evidence does not indicate that creatine supplementation increases total testosterone, free testosterone, or DHT, or causes hair loss or baldness. So, like it's saying, it's not it's not going to increase the things that lead to hair loss. So, creatine itself won't cause hair loss, but also creatine won't uh, increase the things that can lead to hair loss. Mm. So. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Because there was some studies that did show that it does increase testosterone. But I think if you look over all the, you know, research it's showing that it doesn't really increase it, at least to the level that's gonna cause hair loss.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe we can definitely do a episode on testosterone. I think that'd be good.
0: Number five. Does creatine supplementation lead to dehydration? And muscle cramping.
1: I have heard of this one.
0: Okay, yeah, and I think this one is because I think people were bel- uh, believed that since it was pulling intracell- intracellularly into the muscles, that it was gonna cause you know l- less water in the less r- uh, rest of the body unless you were drinking a lot of water and therefore your muscles were gonna start cramping. And
1: no, I would hear people say that it's like, man, you have to when you're out creating, you have to drink so much water, if not, you're. Qu- at any moment notice you're walking on the back and school. you're walking on the hall and you're oh cramping.
0: Yes um, and of course this question they pretty much said there's no notion that creatine causes dehydration or muscle cramping like that's just not holding up in, in the research but it is just a common question because of the thought of water retention yeah um, causing you know other parts of your bodies to start cramping and stuff like that. Uh, question number six about creatine: Is creatine supplementation harmful for children and adolescents? So I think this question goes. To, it, this was more when when I was looking at the research was for like like high schoolers, like high schoolers should like they be l- taking late no? middle school, high school athletes. Like, what should they be taking? Like my like our friend Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. <laughs> you know, was he uh was he too young to be taking this? Um, they found based on. Limited evidence. So they do clarify and say there's not a lot of evidence. There's not a lot of research done on adolescents. What we're What I think they're terming is like high schoolers. That creatine supplementation appears to be safe and potentially beneficial for children and adolescents. So you probably need to t- under consume it or like consume the lower dosage of it. Yeah. And it seems to be appear safe. I would just put an asterisk on this because there's not too much research on it. But yeah, I think if you've hit puberty, I think it should be, you know, you're more on that adolescence going on in you yeah. young adulthood. I don't see why there would be any reason not to. But for all you high school athletes out there, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, Man, I, this is this episode is just right down into the research here. I just feel like we're... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people. This is not as uh, fun as some of the other stuff, but these are common questions. That no,
1: I, I think... Here's the thing. We're also thinking about your, your our younger self in high school and or anybody else who's considering going on creatine. We're trying to help you. Right. We're trying to guide you. And there's so much misinformation out there. Should you take it? Should you not take it? With, I guess with anything, it's up to you, first of, of course. all. But we're trying to give you clarity on it, some of the common questions that we've, we may have had, and apparently other people have had as well, and the other that you decide for yourself.
0: That's right. Number seven, does creatine supplementation increase body fat? Again, I think this one comes down to when, if you were holding more waddle, water, <laughs> water, people think that you, ha- yeah. or, you know, are getting heavier, stuff like that, um, but they actually found that the opposite was true, that actually... Helps body composition, meaning increased muscle mass, decreased fat.
1: I was going to say, that's good to clarify because, yes, water weight will move the number on the scale.
0: For sure. But that doesn't mean your fat's increasing. Yeah. and doesn't mean your muscle is decreasing. They found that it actually does not decrease fat mass and actually helps, as we said, with muscle mass. Mm -hmm. So it's actually opposite is true.
1: No, definitely. And I mean, there's so many different ways to cheat the scale. That's a whole different thing. But yeah the important thing is body recomposition mm-hmm. and body fat
0: correct so someone can be the same weight but have more muscle someone could be the same weight and have more fat yep um and they're going to look completely different uh, like you know with their shirt off and everything like that
1: mm-hmm. no definitely
0: so number 8 is is creatine supplementation wait no oh, does it require a loading phase so
1: what I've heard is that yes, because it takes no, we'll, you you'll dispel it, but it's what I've heard. Okay, bro, talk in the gym <laughs> that you need a loading phase because it takes a little bit of time to get into your system, and it can take up to a month or so if you don't. So it's better just to go through this loading phase to get it in quicker so you can see more of the effects.
0: Yeah, I mean, you might. So I actually, so this wasn't even Tyler. This was another guy. I remember he got on John. <laughs> that's actually pretty pretty close um (laughs) um, no he what he got on creatine because of you know other people that are on creatine and went to the dark side and he carried around a gallon of water with him for a week at school because you know the loading phase that people tell that you're told to do because you have to drink so much water because essentially with the loading phase um you're getting like, a wanna, I want to, I think I forgot the exact number, but it was like 25 to 30 grams Goodness, a day okay. instead of three to five. Um, So basically with that is like you were saying that you wanted to get like, you want to saturate your cells and your muscle tissues with the creatine. So you take way, way more than you're supposed to. And you got to drink all this water. So that way it kind of saturates the cells and then you can back off and kind of get the benefits of, uh, like the three to five
1: grams a day. And that's probably where, th- where the whole water thing also came from, where you have to just constantly be chugging water.
0: That's probably, w- and you probably f- and you probably did have a lot of water Attention, <laughs> if you're drinking over a gallon of water a day. Yep. Um, so what they found, which I think is interesting, they found that there is more and more evidence indicating that you do not have to load creatine. They found that lower daily dosages of creatine, that three to five grams, are effective for increasing intramuscular creatine stores, muscle accretion, and muscle performance and recovery. They did not deny that it does saturate your muscle cells by doing that loading phase.
1: So it, it, it could help, but it's not advisable.
0: Yeah. So what else? What uh, the th- the other thing they found is they they kind of saw like, well, you know, if an athlete this is kind of in their words, was hoping to kind of maximize their um, creatine uh, potential in a very short period of time, like less than 30 days, then maybe you needed to adopt a loading phase. So like if you're, you know, your match or your season or whatever is like in a couple weeks and then you want to hop on creatine. You took the summer
1: off. You took the summer off. You're supposed to be working. I'm just thinking of like (laughs) – Yeah. Coach told you you gotta be working out also. I'm like, ah oh, shoot, ah shoot. All oh, you got one month. <laughs> I'm gonna rely on creatine. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go on loading phase. <laughs> so
0: they did say that you know that lo- that might be advised for someone yeah. who wants to try and get the benefits more quickly. But they're also kind of finding, well, if you just do it for a month at the recommended dosage, it'll be in your system and you can just do it that way. So it's still kind of mixed. I would say if you're not an athlete trying to um, you know get to a certain uh, creatine saturation level in a certain amount of time then load if you're not that kind of person then just take it normally just take the recommended don't have to drink yeah like what's the rush yeah what's the rush Slow don't, up, man. don't uh <laughs> you don't have to t- chug gallons of water every day and you have to do that if you if you take that much creatine you have to drink that much water so
1: cause then you're being cramping down the hallway
0: and that's maybe where some of these questions come from <laughs> um Question number nine. Is creatine supplementation beneficial for older adults? So a lot of the times you think, well, this is just for bodybuilders, Kids, high school, college, a- athletes, you yeah. know, young adults that are, you know, trying to increase muscle mass. What they found is there's actually the opposite. Growing body of evidence showing that creatine supplementation, particularly when, when combined with exercise, actually provides skeletal muscle or musculoskeletal performance benefits in older adults i like how they always say growing body of evidence meaning like there's not a lot yet but it's growing it's growing (laughs) and it sounds really good um but i would take that as how they're saying is that there's more and more evidence showing that is probably beneficial for older adults to take the the side effects are very very like minuscule compared to the benefits and there's some people a little skeptical depending on like age gender stuff like that
1: mm. what but, are some of the common side effects
0: well some of the things that we're talking about yeah kind of like right now hmm. um and i guess if, if you obviously overdose there's, oh there's yeah maybe stuff like that <laughs> um where are we okay number 10, 10. Is creatine supplementation only useful for resistance or power type activities? So like we talked about earlier, we know it's proven to help like sprinters, uh, Olympic weightlifters, people that are using more resistance, power Mm -hmm. type activities. Um, So we know that. And um, they found through the research that there is a variety of athletic events, not just resistance or power that may benefit from creatine, meaning like you're... Long distance runners, cyclists, stuff like that. Again, more more research is, needs to be done. They're finding that it may be beneficial. Not saying it is, but it may. Hmm. So,
1: yeah. No, I, I think when I think creatine, I think of resistance training for sure.
0: So, I think a lot of people. I think that's why this question is up because most yeah. people think that. And uh, yeah, if you're if you're more of that kind of long distance type of uh, athlete or trainee, give it a shot. See what, see what happens, and you know. There's yeah, let us know and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, number eleven is creatine only effective for males, because you hear mostly a lot of guys like I'm getting on creatine to get you know bigger muscles, stronger, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, so when I was actually reading the article on this, there was I mean it was probably one of the longer sections because there is uh more things to take into consideration like uh, hormonal profile, mm-hmm. um different things like that. And um, that's why people are a little bit more um, cautious, cautious because you could also take in like, are, are they um, postpartum? Like, have they already had kids or they have not uh, had kids? Yep. Like, what does that look like? And uh, not more variables post, to consider. there's more variables, mm-hmm. um, but this is what they found. They said, in summary, there is accumulating evidence that creatine supplementation has been, has the potential to be a multifactorial therapeutic intervention across the lifespan in females with little to no side effects. So they, it w- I think they were finding that it wasn't just, um, you know, like the muscle mass and stuff like that, but it had actually more, uh, like therapeutic interventions for, for females with like not too many little to none side, little to no side effects.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at any supplement, they always say, do not take if you're pregnant. <laughs>
0: There there is a lot of that and yeah. you know always be careful always read your labels read your labels um, some of us probably to protect their butts Yeah, you know,
1: just, in case. just in case just in case the growing evidence is growing the other direction exactly <laughs> um but yeah I, I would
0: I mean definitely if you were a uh, young healthy female there is little to no
1: side effects to take
0: this other than the gains <laughs> 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 the good gains
1: the good gains yeah um don't be scared to lift weights ladies
0: yeah so one actually that's that's a good point too i um because in like therapy like when i have female clients wanting to kind of get back uh for the first time or into the gym they're like well i don't really want to like get too bulky like i don't want to get too like mus like muscly and everything yeah. i'm like if well, only it was that easy. I was like, if only that it was that easy. <laughs> it is, it is hard to build muscle. Yeah. And actually, what you're wanting most, like, I'm not, I'm gonna generalize here. A lot of them are like, well, I want to just be more like toned and, you know, kind of fit like that. That, mu- like, weightlifting is actually going to be very helpful for that because you are going to get like more muscle density, hardness, mm-hmm. while s- stripping body fat. So cardio won't build muscle. It's just good for burning calories and your heart and everything. Yeah. So I thought you were gonna go at I'm allergic to karma. oh no uh, you gave it you gave me that look I was, like, <laughs> I was waiting for it <laughs> uh anyway, so that was question number eleven yes uh last question on here is are other forms of creatine similar or superior to monohydrate is creatine stable in solutions beverages um so, obviously, the most researched, the one that's out there the most is creatine monohydrate. And then there's other forms um, that um, people sell and that you can find. And they said that while um, some forms of creatine may be more uh, soluble than creatine monohydrate when mixed in fluid, evidence, evidence-based research, research clearly shows that creatine monohydrate is the optimal choice. People... It is cheap. Creatine monohydrate is cheap. You can get 90-day servings for like 15 bucks. I think the last... Dang. One, yeah, you can get a lot of just normal creatine monohydrate. Don't fall for all these other type of creatines that people are charging a hand in the foot. That... Oh, you know what we should say? We are not sponsored. We don't have a supplement line. We are not doing any of that thing, <laughs> no. any of that stuff. So w- what we're just showing you with the research, we have no affiliation. Um, affiliation. Yeah, we're this is just, you know, what we're finding. So some of these companies will try and trick you and say you need this type of creatine monohydrate, not that. Yeah. Um or you need this type, not creatine monohydrate cuz of blah blah blah, and basically it creatine monohydrate's the way to go. Cheap, effective, Boom. most researched. Don't waste your time. Don't listen to anyone else that's saying about. Well, it m- mixes better, and you know, <laughs> all this kind of like, <laughs> don't do it. Just it tastes
1: so good. Go with spine. Yeah, that's yep.
0: they're just trying to trick you. Um, those are the twelve questions regarding creatine and the kind of body of evidence mm-hmm. that supports. A lot of those are debunked. I mean, yeah,
1: no, no, you s-
0: um, a lot of those are debunked. I so think
1: as we were going through this, I was like, hmm, maybe I'll. I'll start creatine. I'm not taking it because I'm natural. <laughs> 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 I don't want
0: to be drug tested. <laughs> um, so like with this episode we're doing supplements, take it or leave it. We're going to give our conclusion and our conclusion What's is. What's it going to be, Doc? Take it. Yeah. All right. I think the the pros are are out there in the research and they're proven and the side effects are minimal to none. I think it's it's shown to be well in, like we said, older populations, females, even high school athletes uh, don't go overboard on it, but I mean <laughs> yeah. it, it's it seems it seems super clear. I mean, unless a bunch unless 20 years worth of research starts to get debunked in the next five to ten, I would take it.
1: Yeah, let's do it yeah and uh, you know I was try to tell you guys, remember you are human, we should not seek perfection but daily improvement. Yep, stay See tuned. See you guys. See ya.